Welcome to Blight and Boon. This is episode 9. In this episode Andrew and Dan try out Grimshala and Galanel, and discuss the how the current champions have changed. Brighton Boon, a podcast that gets five for relevance but only one for enjoyment. Um, That's such an in joke that maybe twenty people is going to understand. Only Mark get it. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, those twenty people aren't listening to this podcast. Um, so hello, <laughs> hello. Um, it's been a while since we recorded the last because we've been in the field and busy. May's been bad for us generally. Yeah, um, May's always a difficult month. Um, so today we played a game of God tier, which is fortunate because that's the point of the podcast. And we played a game of Quest. Yes. A Quest, I'm about to use the word new um, scenario. It's not new. We haven't played for a while. So um, do you want to go through what Quest is, Dan? Looking at Quest, which is right here in my hand, pointing at your face. Yes, yes. There you are. Um, Quest. First of all, I'm going to just admit the fact that we use version 1.02. Which was released today. Which was released today. So that was the Mornblade update and new Grim Shard. Uh, which is very exciting. Um, anyway, Quest. Um, this is the... Really dynamic one, I think. So this board is split into two, um, and then in each quarter there's two scoring hexes. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. But you can only place, um, claim, or... What's the other word? The flags. Conquer. Conquer flags in your opponent's half, um, which means you've really got to rush up the board to do anything. Unless you're me, who would be to forget that. <laughs> you only no, try to do it four or five it. times. Yeah, I know. And Terrible. I only forgot once to let you. <laughs> so your deployment zone is, is two hexes instead of one hex, and yeah, you've got to rush across the board to score. I think it's interesting having a deployment zone of two hexes more than one. It does make you... It makes it a lot faster. It does make it faster, but you still, because the hexes are so far away, still, you don't do that crazy scoring your first turn you might do. Um, the first time was much much quieter, but much more board position. So um, we decided to use virtually new champions, all the new champions really, and yeah. then one other, um, because well, one to two really. Um, so we used Grimshala, who's been released today, who we'll probably talk about in a minute. Yeah. Uh, we used Titus, we used Galana, who isn't new for the game, but well, she's about a few weeks old. She was new to us. <laughs> um, we used uh, Mournblade, who had, had a, few changes, a few changes today. Uh, we used Shale because I think it's terrible. Um, and who else did we use on it? That's a six. Oh, I had Titus Galana. I used Pete as yep. well. Sneaky Pete. So that's changed slightly. And amazing. Um, <laughs> he's really good. If you roll really good dice, he does the business. <laughs> Bitter? Party of Dan? Yes. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> it's okay, you won anyway. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, so, should we go through um, what... Let's change the champions first. Or should we get the game first? What do you think, Daniel? Uh, so let's go through the champions each of us used and how they think they've changed. So should we go through the big girl herself? Uh, yeah, let's lead off with the, the the fat lady. She is in fact singing. Um, so Galana? No, not Galana. 
You mean man. <laughs> Just because she's short. <laughs> she's very far away. Um, Grim Shaller, the vile, um, is a Maelstrom champion. She is a very strange Maelstrom champion. Um, she is very slow. She has um, speed one in the plot phase and speed zero in the clash phase. Um, her ultimate allows her to target one follower in every hex next to her um, yeah. for seven, actually seven damage. So if you manage to, if she manages to somehow get into the board, of the board, and she can go horse crazy and it essentially clear. kill every follower around. <laughs> There's only one follower in each hex. That is not, very true. It's that not. In both phases, both plot and clash, she can do new spew where she can clear the board of all of her um, followers, which is the Wrexlings, and then re-recruit them. So she can basically recruit them in like a big chain. So she can. So what did you explain the chain rule? <coughs> so she can she can remove all of her followers and then recruit them all again. The first one of course, has to go next to her, but um, she's got a rule called spew, which means a Wrexling can recruiters next to her actually so when she um, removes them all and then recruits them she can recruit the first one next to her and then do a chain from there like a line mm. or, or she can curve around or she can put more than one on one hex or whatever um, she can then do flu, um, in the plot phase flu spew which targets all enemies adjacent to one or more vegetables so if she does a line she can then do this attack to a lot of different units so yeah in, in the game you hit Two or three of my follower units, plus one or two of my champions, just by spreading these guys out. So she can do, uh, it's actually four, and it weakens. Um, she can then do Goose View, which is similar, actually four, stun. I think she probably want to do one of those things. She probably will do a new spew first, and then do it. But if they somehow survive a turn, she can do stun, weaken, do a lot of things around her. All the things only have dodge two, armor one. One, but, but they're not worth any steps. But they're not worth any steps, and she's fighting against a, um, a Malfoy champion. There was one. Um, in the um, clash phase, she can roll. She can move three X's in a straight line, which I go to in a minute, and she can do nom nom nom. Must target a follower. Range one, seven accuracy, seven damage. She's armor two, dodge two, nine HP. Very hard to kill. Um, big bag of hit points. She's really odd. First of all, she has no way of attacking a champion. She's not. <laughs> if a champion gets into her, she'll flare her small arms around and... Now, that's not fair. Um, okay, on her card, she has nothing that can affect champions. Um, but what I think that she does a Maelstrom in very differently is that she is a Maelstrom character in the fact that her followers kill large amounts of followers and can put quite a dent on a champion. She can do, although being a Maelstrom champion... She won't be getting many steps for killing followers. No, she won't. Unlike Titus, who gets loads, yeah. and Blackjaw can get quite a few. She won't do that. Then again, she can do lots of lots of debuffs. Also, her followers, um, her actionlings, can do the following. Her actionlings, there's five of them. They can't move themselves at all in the plot phase. They get moving one in the clash phase. Um, they get slip and slide. Both range one, both quicken. So they can quicken twice. So they can quicken two units in the plot phase. So they give a lot of speed buffs. Mm. Um, they're worth no steps rather than one to take out. Um, in the clash phase, they can do slimed. They can target up to three models in one hex, so like Black Jaws, Fireball. Yeah. Um, two actionlings can perform this action if they're in two different hexes. So you can have three in one hex and two in the other. Okay. So what you can do is you can sort of spew a line out, and then in the 
if you wanted to, the plot phase, they're going to reform into the bigger blobs to attack or whatever, because they can move. Um, when they're all fully piled together, when you've got three in one hex, it's six, actually six damage. Which is not insignificant. Which means if you have the, the magical Christmas land of three in one hex and two in the other, you have a six actually six damage attack followed by a four actually four damage attack, which isn't bad. Especially since you can stun them in the previous phase and drop their dodge drive down. Yeah. Um, so what do you think overall? What's your first impressions of her? My first impression, I don't know what she could do at all. Um, the first two or two, I found that she did a new spew, spew the line of followers to basically create a wall to lock you off from an area. But because she couldn't move in the clash phase, she couldn't move past her own line she spewed out. Right. Because... She could only move in a straight line. Think about hexes. <laughs> is that means she's basically a bishop from chess. She can move diagonally only. And only one diagonal, because there's a load of... Um, yeah, so moving in a straight line in a hex-based game, I'm not convinced about that. Is and it, I think it's great. I got, I've got no issue with it. I think it's a way of having extra speed, but with limitations. That's quite nice. She's clearly written. I like her. Um, her ultimate is um, interesting because... It's potentially quite powerful, but I found it hard to get into position. Her followers are very powerful. I found that she didn't do much herself other than move followers around, but that's probably fine in itself. I missed time to ultimate, mainly because she was facing off against um, a lot of more Blades followers, and they jammed her down. They prevented her from moving even her one hex, yeah. and she couldn't roll because people were in the way, often her own followers. I think she's, she required a lot of practice in terms of moving your followers um or spewing them out in a line that doesn't block her off. Also, yeah. they're probably it's probably worth them quickening themselves to move out out of her way. So in the in the plot phase, maybe after they've been spewed out, they get quick into one unit and they quick and maybe quicken themselves and then they can and they, move. And they can move a bit because that can really jam the area up. They die really easily, but again they come back really easily as well. Um, she's a she's a a Maelstrom champion. In terms of she has speed buffs and she can attack followers or not get the steps for it easily. But also she's quite controllery. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely got um, a dual role. She can definitely jam up a board very nicely. Um well theoretically she can completely surround a champion with followers. And then they can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> I really like her. I really like her. She's really interesting. Um I think she's certainly quite compact to use, especially the, the molding and straight line thing. I think, yeah, I think put, having putting five models now in, in a line in this game is really, really difficult to get right because one hex can ruin up your entire team's uh, movement. Also, in this particular scenario, I don't know how good the scenario is for her because with Quest, you can only score flags in your opponent's half and she only got there at the end when she rolled away, basically yeah. running from Titus. See, um, but I think you misplayed that. What you could have done is, like you're a bishop in chess, you tried to get to the flag directly in front of you, which should have been on the diagonal flag, yeah. in the other opposite corner. She could have got there in two turns. Yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. Um, and she could have got there in two turns by and blocking off a wall where she's going to move on. Yeah, it's fair enough, it's fair enough. Yeah, certainly she's, I think she's hard to get right. But I think she has a lot of options to her. I think she's good. Yeah, I, no, I, I think she's good. I like it. Should we go into the, the brief weird chat we have about how we think that high wounds is a bad thing in the game? Rather than <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's probably isn't true, but it's, what, it's our, our random, random musing for the day. There's an interesting argument to it for sure. So should we jump start it off? Or? Okay, so if you've got a very small amount of wounds, 
and somebody attacks you, they're probably going to kill you in one or two hits, which means your opponent's going to immediately score their points in that phase. And if you're losing that phase, you don't really care that much. If you've got a large amounts of wounds, say like nine, you can throw a lot of very high attacks, score a lot of wounds on somebody, and then save that kill very easily for a turn when it really matters. So she had a lot of wounds on her. Um, I think she was down to she was down to two wounds left. I think yeah, three, two to three at in turn four. And if you win that turn, you're going to win the game. Yeah. And she was facing off near Titus and not too far from other people. And she literally just ran away. Yeah. She was in. She was next to Titus, who she couldn't hurt. And then Mornbay was in three, plus minions. Um, she just had to go. A strange situation to be involved in. Yeah. Um, if I killed her the previous turn, she was absolutely fine. Just yeah, tanked because, up an entire turn. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that if you only got four wounds because your opponent can't push up to the level very easily without just accidentally killing you. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. Um, so do you want to go to Galana because she's not hugely new, but she's new for us. She's new for us. Um, I really like Galana. Um, so the start the, the main the main card yeah, of what her so role is. She is a shaper, so that's plus one step for claiming banners. Um, she's got a trait called Stone Strength. So if all three of her Quartzlings, which is her followers, are on the battlefield when she activates... She makes three actions instead of normal two. It's really strong. Um, and it's really easy to do, because obviously they can just go before her and recruit. Um, her ultimate is called Geode. Um, I didn't do this very well, but I kind of... I'll explain this in a second. If a Quartzling win three hexes of Galana is the only model in its hex, and it's adjacent to an objective hex, you may place it with an objective hex. Then Galana may call a banner action on this hex. Now, she has the power to do most of those things already within other actions but what the ultimate does it takes up all your order activations orders and some movement and some other actions and bolts it into one lovely neat pile go second in the turn in a crucial turn of the game find a hex that is out of the way yeah. score points on it yeah it's great and lumped up into only one action it's really and good boom. it's really strong it's, it's really good um, and it's one of those ones that you can use early and not feel too bad about. It's not one you waste very easily, like a lot of people's. Well, yeah, because the hex is still there. Because the hex stays there. Um, if she does it before the quartzlings go, the quartzlings can then immediately just recruit, and then there's three more for your next turn. Um, so it's very nice. She had three actions for most of the game, didn't she? She had most of three most of the game. There's an argument that maybe she didn't get three actions in both the plot and the clash phase. Maybe. I don't know. Um... But she got three actions. However, her actions aren't that great. Um, they're very good, but they're not that great. So let's look at the plot phase. She's got speed two, um, defense four, three armor, five health. Okay, so she's fairly slow. Her three actions of the plot phase are she can do meditation, which gives, gives herself concentrate. She can do quartz field, which gives herself reinforce. And she can do crystal cleanse, which uh, removes a blight from, the, from a friendly model. Utility. So it's nice utility, but actually... All she's really going to do is she's going to move, move, put a flag on, do some buffs. Which is kind of a plot phase thing. In the clash phase, she only got movement one. So that's where her ultimate gets in, which means she can do things at three hexes away, plus a flag. So, you know, a little extra speed. She can do a crystal cleanse again, so remove a blight from a target up to two hexes away. She's got a power called Rock Concert, which is a range two, um, accuracy four, damage five attack, which distracts somebody on a hit. So minus one dodge. Dodge or attack? No, distract is... Dodge. Attack. Dodge. Dodge. 
I'm sure we'll get a compensated for this. Um, and then she's also got erosion, which is again accuracy t- uh, range two, accuracy five, damage four. So she's got three quartzlings in play. She gets to move a square and throw two range two attacks. You know, that's not bad for a, sh- uh, for a shaper. Then, then her followers, the quartzlings, um, in the plot phase, they've got speed two. Um, there's three of them. They've got dodge three, armor four, one health each. They've got an attack that can slow people at two inch range, at two square range. Um, and they've got, a, and here's, here's where the shape of this comes into it. They've got, they've got a power called calcify. Can you do themselves? If this quartzling is the only model in its hex and is adjacent to, ooh, I've got this wrong. Did you shoot your whole thing? I got, a little bit. Um, it's, it's fine. If this quartzling <laughs> is the only, one. <laughs> only model in its hacks and adjacent to an objective hex, you can replace an objective hex. Uh, I think you're already a hex for the map than you should have been. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not fair. So you can't go in the middle of the board like I did in this game and then chuck a hex down. It wouldn't make much difference, I think. No, I don't think it would have done. Um, so you can, you can throw much more hexes down. Um, however, you don't want to kill too many of these guys because they're <coughs> not a light jewel three. But they've also got a power called Rock Formation. When Galana's banner is removed from the battlefield, including at the end of the phase, these guys can make an immediate recruit action. Did you do that? Didn't need to. Anytime they're removed, I had three at the time. So if she destroys them and they destroy themselves to score hexes, she hasn't got to spend they haven't, they haven't got to spend actions to give her three actions because they can have three actions anyway. Yeah. Because they can because they're back. She's very, she's very good. Um, and then in the clash phase, they've got a power called Rolling Stone, which means each one can move three hexes in a straight line. There's that straight line thing again. And they've got Stone Throw, which is a range two attack, which is great for a follower, um, which is accuracy damage four, four, or accuracy five, damage four, or accuracy five, damage five. You know, they're legit. They can't move in the class phase, but apart from the three. So she has great ability to score. um, Create that hex out of nowhere. Her attacks aren't bad. So she's got average attacks. She can create hexes. she can't she move very fast. She has other ta- attacks, but she has three actions. But she has three actions. So she had two of them and had a move. And she can add in some boons to herself and remove um, blights from other people. In terms of power level, I think she's um, she has an equal level of, of insanity compared to uh, Raven Red. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Um, in, in a, they're, in, they're in a different style of insanity. I think she is a step above Shale. So, should we go into Shale now? Yeah. Again. I think we mentioned this last time. Yeah, we'll we'll go into Shale and then we'll talk about Mornblade. Okay. Um, so, I still don't think Shale's very good. Um, again, I think we're going to go over all ground by saying that it's probably Landslide is, is powerful as a follower. But Landslide is okay. It's good to follow. And Earthquake, of course, is very powerful. And so is, um, so is Avalanche. In terms of his powers, they're good. And, of course, Landslide's quite hard to kill. Although he's now lost point of armor, he's still very strong. Shale, again, numerous times I just found he didn't do much. Uh, this this actually this this scenario I found actually I was able to use his um, his rune weaving to take some boons off Galana yes. and give them to my side, which is nice. Uh, so that's range three, actually six. Uh, move a boon from a target to a model within range. That was good. Um, but generally speaking I find that Shale just sort of sits around if he had a mediocre attack I think it would go a long way because um, all he does he either moves two hexes to try and crush somebody's flag and then teleports landslide 
That's his turn. Every turn. Give him a range crush. Crush bag of range. Give him that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be insane. Maybe his ultimate move, move hex is more than one hex. Uh, I don't... Maybe. Give him something. Give him something. Um, give him a power... A accuracy 4 power 4 attack that adds a blight. I don't think it'd be crazy. I feel like he's, he's probably deliberate not giving me anything that does damage. Yeah, I think it's over. But part of me still thinks he's a wizard, he should have something, but that's not why wizards work in the game. It's a shaper, so... But he does, he does very little. Um, he moves, he moves landslide. Now, landslide, like you say, is, is nails, is the bomb, but actually... Yeah. Um, if you flip it over its head, every, other people got a champion you can do a lot, and a followers who will do support stuff, and they flip round the other way. So landslide does the lot, and, and the champion does support stuff, but not in an equal way for the rest of the champions. I don't think so. Um, looking at my side, I always had Pete. Pete's still amazing. Pete killed Titus three times. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, now your dice were hot. <laughs> they were. However, all that goes to show is it is possible. <laughs> also, his backstab was really good. Twice his backstab basically. Did the final wounds? Well, Titus is only having five wounds. So Med basically, when he hits someone, his backstab, which he has in both phases, is um, uh, actually five, damage five. After he hits, he deals another wound with that armour. Yeah. Uh, which is a big deal in this game. Certainly his stabbers are very powerful as well, although in this game we did feel the fact, we, did, we felt the fact they couldn't attack in the um, yes. clash phase. But then again... Attacking in the plot phase is really really strong, and they started at one end of the board and finished on the other. Yes, because they can um, they can um, effectively kill one one of their own numbers and they recruit. Can we recording? In the last now pause it now. <laughs> Bye, Andrew's wife. No disturbance. Yeah. There we go. A bit of real life for you, folks. Real life. I'll take it out. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, piece are really good. He, they've lost push the button. Oh, um, no. Yeah, and also he's lost the build. He's lost. He's lost the power that when you go on his flag, push his flag, you take damage. Okay, I don't think he needs that. Well, then now he gets accuracy buffs built into his card. So before he had, an, I think backstab had accuracy when he got had to follow nearby. Now basically, he has one dice for every stabber follower next target. That's not per hex, it's per follower. Okay, yeah. So if you had like three followers next to them, mm. um, he'd get plus three accuracy. Which makes it an accuracy nine attack. So all the all the attacks all the attacks he does are actually six damage six. Yeah. Um, I really like him. Having ultimate damage in the plot phase is really good. I think it's grand. Um Yeah, he's got he's got a nice Flip on what the normal activations are. So that was me. I didn't get to yours. So I had uh, Titus. Uh, I don't think Titus needs any more discussion. I think so. I think he's, I think he's solid. He's I'll solid. Um, he wasn't the tank that I needed him to be in this game. Um, Pete just brutalised him three times. However, he did recover from that and come strong and get back in again, which is. And numerous times I've run away from him because of the fear of getting away more steps. Yeah. So the big thing with Titus is that even the Retchlings had to worry because even though they're only worth one point to Titus. Because he's a Maelstrom character, it's plus one. So they're plus they're one. dodge two, armor one, health one. So they are trivial. They are three steps if they come anywhere near him. Yeah. Even they're not very many. You don't need many to win a, to win a turn. No, you don't. Especially with quest where the um, your woman markers are close towards the middle. Yes. So there's anyone doing flags. So, um, um, so he was still good. Um, I still don't get his... Um, 
His followers are good. I'm just not very confusing. They were, they were, pretty, they were, they were pretty good. They did some good attacks. You could do more they all for them. Yeah. Um, which leads us on to Mornblade. Now, I... So, you hate Mornblade. I hate Mornblade. <laughs> however, well, you used to. However, um, I hated Mornblade a couple of uh, versions ago. And he doesn't feel like the same person. Now, I it can't help of course, that Lord Zane wasn't fighting against him. Now, that, she still talk about him. That is a big thing. Lord Zane wasn't there. Um, so, actually, Lord Zane wasn't there, and he were playing a very spread out scenario where he was fighting essentially Pete and Grim Charlotte. I think if you have a hero that functions better in different scenarios, that's not a problem. No. Quest, where you have to plant your banner in your opponent's half when you have an ability to plant a flag at ranged. Yeah, he was strong. He was amazingly fast. So let's see. Um, in the plot phase, his minions moved up two squares. Then he moved two squares. Then in the clash phase, his minions moved him another two squares. And then he moved another two. The, uh, his minions now have that the power to be able to move him two squares in both phases. In both phases. Where's my? Where's my? They didn't have that before. No, it's only a big phase. deal. So he moved eight hexes, and in the plot phase, he can plant a flag. Three squares away, and he has range. He has range attacks. Doesn't he? Range, range two attacks. So he basically ran into a corner behind um, Andrew's scoring zones and just started planting flags. Also, his followers were just... I mean, if you're adjacent to his followers, you can't advance. No, your advance speed goes down to zero. Okay, sorry, my mistake. Um, as long as you activate next to them. Yeah. But it was, it was an issue. So, in this game, he died a couple of times. But doing so, Andrew couldn't bring any of his heroes anywhere near my scoring zones. He's a guardian who doesn't want to be in the middle. He wants to be yeah. locking an area down. So, you, look, you, can, uh, you know, Rodri wants to sort of Probably be in the thick of it. He loves life. Sits in the middle of a giant scoring zone saying, bring it on. Um, one blaze garden who wants to kind of be at the side. Maybe yeah. his followers be somewhere else. Mm, yes, because they can use where's master. It's got no range. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, having it in both phases means if he gets taken out, he's not as affected by it. Also, I didn't realise that Mornblade can raise dead, so all friendly champions in range make it a rally action. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to use it in this game, but that could theoretically be very powerful. I think it's certainly... He's getting there. Um, he's got a very hard counter in Lausanne, and maybe um, a slightly um, one in Galana, weirdly, because she's got a lot of ranged powers. Um, and he's better in some scenarios than others. Now, I think that's probably good as far as game time Well, I've said in the past that like Rodri is some scenarios he hates. He wouldn't be very good in this one, for example. No, in chaos. Really. He'll get there eventually. But if he's jammed up, like, say, by five wretchlings surrounding him, what's, what's he going to do? Yeah. He's going to do nothing. Be like, oh, thanks. So, yeah, Mormon, um requires more work. He, I no longer hate him. <laughs> Which is probably uh, some good play um, by changing his card. So that's should we bad. go through the game in, in, in detail, or should we not? Yeah, briefly. So um, it was it was quest as we've mentioned like three times now. Um, so you win the ball off, and you should, you start to get second. No, I went first. Oh, no, you you went you first. Yeah. Which you start to power port. And I pushed up a bit. You pushed up a bit, except for more blade. Pushed up pretty hard. Yeah. Right um, I deployed most of my figures in centre. Pete ran in first turn and killed Twifers. Yeah. 
I think I think my followers went in first you, two wound two or two. No, you you came in the plot phase, did um, four wounds Titus. In the clash so, phase, I think. In the clash phase, I had immediately had to activate Titus, who couldn't quite finish Pete off. I think you took Pete down to like two wounds, didn't he? Yeah, and then you killed him immediately. Um, <laughs> and then Pete died late in the turn. Yes, I can't remember why now. I think oh, because I surrounded him by um, the soldiers of Titus and Stagnot. Also threw a rock. No, no, no. Did you throw a rock at him? With a yeah, I took, him down, I took him down to one room. Good honest followers followed him. him and I threw a random rock at him, which killed him. <laughs> um, same time, Grimshadow formed the wall, um, kind of locking off a lot of Mornbrae's followers. Yeah. Um, but she was she sort of, at the same time, made herself and able to move forward because I misplaced the wall because the she had the quest zone to one side, uh, the, the scoring zone to one side of her. Yeah. And the followers to the side, which meant that she had no clear line to move forward. Um. And the first turn went to, went to you. Went to you. So I basically had uh, the scoring zone on the left. Galana was going to go for, and the scoring zone on the right, um, Mornblade was going for. And because Pete was knocked out, and um, Grim Shadow was kind of facing off against Mornblade, um, Shell had to make a detour to the to the right because Galana otherwise would have had free reign of the entire side of the board. Yeah. So the key thing is, I managed to plant two flags on your side of the board in the beginning of the second turn. Which means your champions had to turn around. Yeah, we we were very defensive. The pressure you put on me with Mon Blades early banner planting meant I'd I'd crushed them, which meant we never got to your no. to your side of the board. You never got you never got close to planting a flag. And I think to be honest, that alone was was bad because I spent my resources crushing your flags, which meant I had to get up on up on kills to win a turn. And you well, did that in the second turn. Second turn, I managed to kill Titus. I managed to kill enough things more to do blade. it. You more blade. Minions. Some minions. It was close, but wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, you managed to crush my flags. And that, and that, that turn was glorious, where we used um, Grim Shadow's followers to weaken three people at once. You've got the Quartzlings, you've got the Honor Guard, you've got Titus, and I think you might have even got the Warm Blades. Because she did a, a new spew and then did a... Um, yeah, spew, a, a, a flu followed spew. by a, a flu spew. spew to do mass weaken, which is really strong. And it was like, oh, <laughs> especially when she has got quite a lot of armor, a lot of HP. Yeah, um, really, really good. And then, yeah, because her followers then morphed. To, they in the in the um, in the um, plot phase they did that, and the clash phase they merged together into, into a three and a two, and then they attacked your unit of three followers of more blades. Yeah, you killed um, all but one. Killed all but one of them. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. Um, I think the most you could kill all three on good dice. Yeah, you managed to miss an accuracy six attack against defense two. Yeah, so they could have cleared into a hex. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Then again, one blade doesn't care too much because he can just he can just ultimate and bring back. Yes, yes, he can. Um, but still, that's still a, an action to do. Isn't it? Um, that was turn two one, and turn three is when it went bad for me. Yeah, um, Pete managed to um, kill Tyrus again. Because it's Pete. It's a, it's a reoccurring uh, theme here. It, it, it did ultimate, <laughs> leapt towards him, backstabbed him, killed him. It's yeah. Pete. It's just like, oh. Apparently, using the words, because it's Pete, it's not going to freeze him. <laughs> yeah, rolling six dice and doing something like eight wounds, saying, it's Pete, it's fine. Pete's fine, it's all <laughs> um, um, And then, uh, Shale managed to do some shenanigans to stop Galana scoring, and then wouldn't die. I took that wizard down to one wound and then he just wouldn't die. <laughs> it was basically Galana hitting Shell with a stick with reactions and Shell standing there not doing very much. Just throwing and, rocks at him. And basically Shell used Landslide to try and 
hurt him, but hurt her, but took her down a few wounds, but didn't kill her. No, he took her down to one wound at the end. At the end, by, yeah, by, the end by turn end. four. But turn four, you were able to plant in the banners, so I, could, I couldn't crush them all. Yeah, I planted two flags, um, and you you couldn't get to either of them, because you had Pete was locked down by Mournblade's followers. Grimshala had to run away from Titus, otherwise she'd just give him a free kill. I had Shale down to one wound. Pete was down on one wound. It was... The, the the scoring options for the last turn were just... It's all banking banking wounds idea we all got about now, although maybe we were wrong because we're trying to accommodate with everybody else. Um, in turn four, Grimshallow was down to two HP, Pete was down to one HP, Shell was down to one HP. You didn't manage to kill anyone in turn three, which you won. Well, we had the big discussion in turn three because I had Grimshallow... That's why you, did, you, didn't kill, you actually didn't hit Pete on purpose, didn't you? Yeah, because I was winning turn three because I had the banner that you weren't going to crush. And I could have attacked Pete twice with Titus. But you didn't. But, yeah, it was worth him keeping the wounds on and trying to kill him the turn afterwards because it would be wasted steps. That's right. So that was, that was the game. Um, um, I think it's a good scenario. It yeah. really rewards you for being well-positioned um, and certainly if you aren't looking after your flanks, you could be ready to give an A. It mixes things up a bit. It's also what I find it, it lets the speedier characters do some things as well. In life, for example... By turn three, it doesn't really matter how fast you are. Um, life is basically a big rugby scrum in the middle. Yeah. Or pick a sport of your choice with scrums in. Yeah. The the, the fact that you, this, the scoring zones don't grow very large. They are kind of sat where they are. And we the zones in Quest grow, but it doesn't seem particularly important. I think it... No, it could have been slightly more. I think, the, I think growing, growing a heck... Two X's more than one, or whatever. Well, each zone grows one. Yeah, but then how you find a zone? But they shouldn't ever join together. No, but certainly growing one hex didn't feel particularly important. No, it, it didn't feel like um, some scenarios, like like in life, and some of the ones where or, or um, decay where the zones shrink, it feels quite relevant when you choose that. Yeah, as, as a good sort of rubber banding measure. In this scenario, it didn't feel particularly important that happened. No, because if you're losing because your opponent's pushed you down to your side of the board, putting another hex that you can't reach doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, cool. Because um, <laughs> um, uh, let's use life again as the example. If when you put your hexes down, you could put them near your people. Can't fight there, the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Not to give a life here. Um, cool yeah and on that nature note <laughs> yeah so that's a good game it's a good game um, I think grimshaw has got legs I think galana has got legs uh, Mornblade deserves more play now and I think um, I think Shell needs a bit of a look at yeah Titus is solid I think he's great um, he lost a bit of survivability recently didn't he yeah um, the wounds have changed since I last looked at the characters and I'm, I'm interested in some people got more, some people got less. And yeah, Titus shouldn't have too much survivability. He's not. I guess he was creeping towards Guardian too much or yeah. towards sort of Roger too much, I guess. Yeah. Now, Roger going up to seven wounds is huge. You haven't tried him out yet, actually. You didn't try him yeah. Roger, because, you know, obviously he died too easily before. Right? Yeah, and the Armour 5 wasn't, you know, powerful enough. Armour 5, 7 wounds. Wraithbury <laughs> um, going up to eight wounds, I don't know what that's about. Well, he wasn't very powerful before. So. No, he's, he's clearly being debuffed was, was too much, so he needed to buff somewhere. I mean, he was literally the worst champion in the game before. Yeah, so. absolutely. He, you know, he's got died to a stiff breeze and did nothing. Um, but anyway, we haven't gone through the rest of the champion's wounds, but their wounds seem to be a bit flying. I think Titus 
should be killable. They're like Jack, well, uh, Black Jaws should be killable. They're not tanks and they're not powerhouses. So they shouldn't be punching as hard as Rangosh. And they shouldn't be as viable as Roger, essentially. Uh, and I, that's, think, um, I think those balances are quite good. That's it then, I guess, is it? Any yeah. else to say? Uh, no. Okay, um, thank you for listening. Um, those who have. Those who haven't. Still, thank you. Was that was that relevant at, at five? Relevant to what? That's the question. Relevant to God tier? Oh, yeah, that's fine. We only talked about Was God-tier. it enjoyable? No. So, one? Definitely a one. And you're wearing trainers, so... <laughs> Again, only ten people are going to know that. So, five, five out of ten. Okay, five. We'll go for a five. <laughs> okay, so average If you think we deserve more than the five, you're probably wrong. Um, but thank you for thinking it. Thank you. Um, say bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan.